Hello, dreamers and seekers. Welcome back to the Dream Hub podcast, your sanctuary for unraveling the whispers of the night. I'm Melissa Johnson, and today I'm joined by Kristen Cady, a multifaceted clinical hypnotherapist, a clairvoyant psychic medium, and animal communicator. But Kristen isn't a professional in the dream space, but I have invited her here today to talk about her dreams because she just loves them so much like I do. They're really personal for her and have guided her through her life really well so far. Today she's bringing her own stories, but also sharing a profound understanding of the spiritual and psychic dimensions of dreams, especially as they guide us in our personal relationships. So in this episode, we're going to dive into the powerful signals that our dreams send us about our romantic paths and the vital importance of listening to these nudges. So get ready to listen, honor and respect the wisdom of our dreams with Kristen. Thanks for coming, Kristen. It's awesome to chat to you today. Hi, thank you for having me on. I'm very excited to share. Thanks. I'm excited too. We've been friends online and and chatting for a while now and I've heard a fair few of your dreams and they're so cool to listen to. Thank Um, you. So for those listening, Kristen and I have both been on the Dreams That Shape Us podcast and through listening to her story and she listened to mine, we realized that we had similar experiences where dreams were warning us about being hurt by men uh, or, you know, relationships in, in general, they've both been warning us and, and helping us to um, avoid some big issues. Although, unfortunately, Kristen's friend wasn't able to avoid an issue. And if you've heard her episode, it was deeply upsetting, actually. Kristen actually dreamt about a murder of her friends and it, it did end up happening so this was this was huge. I'm actually getting goosebumps as I talk about it right mm-hmm. now. It was huge and and Kristen went through dreaming dreaming it before it happened and woke up and it was it was too late unfortunately. So because mm-hmm. of this we we got chatting. Like we had a few online calls and and we talked about how important it is to listen to your dreams. And especially when it comes to relationships, they really do always highlight the red flags uh, that you might be blind to. You know, when you're, you think you're in love in, in waking life and we look at our partners with rose colored glasses and everything's magical. And if anything sort of doesn't fit the box that we, we hope that they're fitting into, we might choose to sweep it under the rug or not pay attention to it. And that's mm-hmm. where our dreams come in and, and our dreams can warn us and, and yeah, really prepare us for what we are really facing and what we're really dealing with. So we just wanted to do this episode today to share a few of our own dreams and, and our own personal experiences um, to show the listeners, you know, what what they should be looking out for or see if, they, if you guys can relate to any of this Um yeah, so let's first talk about talk about Kristen, get to know her a little bit, and then we'll go into sharing some of our dreams that we've spoken about. So Kristen, do you want to just tell the listeners like a bit about yourself so they can get to know who you are? I'd be happy to. Um, yes, I was raised by a mother who 
encouraged us kids to share our dreams at the breakfast table. And she was um, very metaphysical, um, even way back in the 60s. Well, I guess maybe a lot of, some people were metaphysical in the 60s. There was a movement that was just starting, really. And she would help us analyze our dreams. And um, she knew that I was particularly having nightmares about a vampire that would chase me through the dark castle and I would be running and that one dream just kept coming to me over and over again as a young child under the age of 10 and she said well next time you have the dream just or any dream you know you can just tell yourself that you can wake up and and it's just a dream so I was excited about that and that began my fascination with dreams because it, I believe it was the very next night where I had a dream that I was playing in a in the park with my little sister Shannon, and we were playing on the slide, and she was climbing up the ladder, and I was at the top of the slide, and I turned around to her just before I slid down, and I said, "Shannon, this is just a dream, you know, and you can go home anytime you want. Bye, I'm going home now." And I closed my eyes and I slid down the slide. And then to my surprise, I woke up and my eyes were open and I was in my bed at home. So it just fascinated me, um, you know, especially being a child who was very much into like um, books like Narnia and things like that, where you can slip into other worlds. Um, that just felt like that was dreams for me, like it's another world. And it, it was just fascinating to me. So I always paid attention. That would be really cool as a child to also feel like you've got control over something. Like I just feel like as a yeah. kid, I remember being a kid and it was like you just have to do what you're told all the time <laughs> and, you know, you don't get a choice on where you have to go. you got to go to school or you got to go to the grocery store with your mom and it's like boring. But knowing that you've got that special little world that you can go and dive into at nighttime and control yeah. in your own way as well, that would be really empowering as a kid. That's awesome. It would be, fun. Yeah. be fun growing up with the way that your mum was talking about dreams at the table and, you know, having mm -hmm. all those like psychic and spiritual experiences at such a young age. It was, it was really special for sure. Mm. So over the years, you know, obviously you've been listening to your dreams because your mum has shown you the importance of it from such a young age. So what really got you more interested in it as you got older like how did you learn more about dreams and how did they impact you through your adult life oh sure I I always paid attention to my dreams and I used to keep journals um from very young I think starting around age nine or so and I love to write anyway but I would journal things in my um, little diaries, you know, that we used to get with a little lock and key. And um, every every New Year's, I would like throw it in the fireplace because I didn't want anybody to find it. <laughs> but I kept journaling my dreams. And um, I found out uh, when I got married and my kids, I had two young toddlers. I found out there was a dream course at the Unity Church where I lived. And so I was I signed up for that right away and it was really it was really super low cost 
and this really interesting wise woman she was she was basically very old and wise and had lived her life as a psychic kind of like me because I do psychic work too um so she she was teaching this class where she would have us each write down a dream and bring it in I think there were about mm, I don't know eight or nine students and we would meet weekly for I don't know a series of weeks And we would drop our dreams into the dream basket and she would pluck them out and we didn't, they could be anonymous. We didn't have to sign our name and she would explain what they meant. And I learned a lot more by that too, because she was super smart and I loved that. I I got to learn more. Um, And there came a time where I started having bad dreams about my husband and the kids were really little. And I just thought, well, you know, when you get married, you're, you're married for life. But I was having dreams um, that were pretty graphic. Like, I mean, not like a full on scene, but like basically he was raping me. And I thought, that isn't good to be having those dreams. And what I came to find out was if you dream, if you do dream about rape in a dream, it means it doesn't mean physically it, it, it could, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, it's about someone in your life that's dominating you and taking away your power as a person or as a woman. And I eventually got out of that marriage. Um, the dreams just were bad and, the marriage was taking a nosedive. So I feel like the dreams really showed me what I was going through in such an explicit way that um, I couldn't ignore what was happening to me by somebody that I thought I was going to be with for life and raise these two children. So I did end up getting out of that marriage um, pretty early on, thank goodness with my children and some years had passed and I got remarried to a very nice man. Um, He loved my kids and he had two kids and I had two kids and it was, you know, it was pretty good in the beginning. Um, But as we were together for, we ended up being together for 12 years, but kind of over time I had a series of dreams that were troubling like and i think this is a fairly common dream theme where i don't know if you've ever had the dream yourself where you have a cell your cell phone and you're trying to reach someone and no matter what you do you can't remember their number or you cannot reach them Mm -hmm. i was getting that dream a lot and i realized that that must have something to do with us not being able to connect in some way. Okay, well, those dreams are kind of like, well, you know, they're they're kind of mild, but it's still saying something, and things were starting to unravel for, for the marriage, um, which involved a lot of alcohol use on, on his part, unfortunately. But it wouldn't okay, when your dreams are trying to get a message through to you, like that's really important, it will give you the message in many different ways. 
that is my experience. Um, so it was, it would amp up the message. Um, okay. So she's not getting help in her marriage. You know, she's not making things work out in the marriage or can't make them work out. So we're going to give her a, a, a more intense dream. <laughs> Whoever the dream people are in my brain, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, <laughs> it's just me. It's just my higher self <laughs> trying to get that message through. So I would see um, him. He had really big feet and he always wore boots <laughs> in real life, <laughs> in waking life. And he would be walking on my plants in my garden in the dream. And I, and I had beautiful gardens where we lived, just beautiful gardens. And I was like, these tiny little plants trying to come up. He's just stomping. He's walking all over them without any care. Well, yeah, that was me. That was my tender feelings um, that he's just killing, walking all over the top of, you know, just being careless. Um, But still it wasn't, you know, severe. The dream was still like, yeah, he's kind of like that. You know, I, I guess I could look, look, you know, put that aside or whatever, look past it. Um, well, I kept getting a bunch of dreams like that. Like in one, I saw it was just a brief glimpse of him standing on the stairwell with a white t-shirt with the number 86 on it, which I don't know if, if in Australia they use the term 86, <laughs> but they, they use it here. It's kind of an old term, like when it's time to, can something you know toss it aside it's like you can't get any more use out of a project or an idea or whatever so I'm like well that's pretty funny that's pretty that's pretty plain <laughs> and I had a couple other dreams where there were big dramatic red theater curtains closing mm. like the end of the movie the movie's over the end um but I'm like oh my goodness we built this beautiful dream house on the river and a beautiful place and uh, you know I don't want to end this you know we built a life and I don't want to walk away from it um or you know second guessing myself like like I think a lot of us females kind of give the partner too much leeway sometimes at least I I did Mm -hmm. and I was like oh am I just being overly dramatic or overly sensitive or whatever but uh, after a ton of dreams (laughs) about it um I had well and during that time too I should say I kept dreaming that I was in the shining movie do you did you ever mm-hmm. see that movie the shining mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty scary yeah pretty scary <laughs> and I <laughs> I kept dreaming that we were in we had purchased a home and I did not know what I was going to do because it turned out to be the shining home and there had been the two girls that had been ax murdered in that home. And it was a huge home, just like in the movie, just all these different rooms and hallways. And I, I was horrified. I thought I'm never going to be able to leave because I'm stuck in this, the shining home and no one's ever going to want to buy this home. Like, what am I going to do? I mean, it was kind of like a night terror. I would literally wake up moaning from the dream. Like just and fall right back into it. And I was I would try to make myself stay awake and I would just fall back into it over and over. I would sometimes I would nudge him and say, don't let me fall asleep. <laughs> but um, 
the funny thing is, is that he, and I'm not mentioning names here, hmm. he was slowly going insane at the time, literally going insane. When I took out life insurance, he thought that I was going to um, poison him. Hmm. He said, you're just taking out life insurance because you're going to kill me. I know you're going to kill me. And I was so shocked because the last thing on earth I would yeah. ever, ever do would be to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so I realized how sick he was and he did not want to take meds because they made, they didn't make him feel good. He didn't like being doled down. And so finally, after all those shining dreams, I didn't realize uh, at the time, I really didn't realize exactly what they meant. I sort of felt like it was related to him, but I couldn't quite pinpoint it. I kind of thought, oh, I have PTSD from seeing that movie as a teenager. <laughs> you know? yeah. But unfortunately, dreams do borrow images from movies and books. And so we have to be careful what we watch and what we read. Um, I'm learning that now. Um, but finally, what the final dream that convinced me I had to leave him was we were out on a bicycle built for two and I was in the front and he was in the back and it was a beautiful sunny day and the birds were chirping and there were butterflies. I think it was probably spring green grass. And we were going to go, we were riding our bike up this hillside that was pretty steep. And I was just, I think I was, practically standing up to try to make the pedals move the bike up the hill. I, I had leaning, was leaning forward to try to get that bike up that hill. And he was leaned all the way back with his hands behind his head. And after that dream, I fully and completely realized he is not trying. He is not, I'm pulling all the weight in this relationship. He's not even trying. Mm, so he wasn't pedaling. And I was like, I, he wasn't pedaling. He was just leaning all the way back. And I couldn't pull all that weight. I couldn't mm. do it. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of a small person. <laughs> yeah. And um, here's this man. He's leaned all the way back. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's, that was the final dream that fully convinced me. I have to get out of this relationship. And, and I did. And it was really hard. It was a tough decision. Mm. So after 12 years, you know, we did a do-it-yourself divorce and we split up. And, um, you know, the funny thing is, is the shining dream stopped after that. Wow. And I'd had them for years. Yeah. But the one thing about dreams that I do know is that they do exaggerate to get the point across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not always. I mean, psychic dreams sometimes are just flat out psychic dreams yeah. and they, they're real, but they, okay. Nightmares. And that was quite the nightmare really do amp it up to like, so that we do not forget in the morning, like you are going to remember this dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it was always, you know, it was over. I had it, oh, probably like several dozen times I had that dream in just very slightly different formats, but it was always the same, like, how am I, how am I going to get rid of this 
house that I've, I'm in this house with this, this man and I'm, I, I have the secret to keep from company. The company's going to come and stay. And what if they end up in the room where the girls got murdered? Mm. That, that was that. Like, what do you think about that? What if they stay in the room where the girls got murdered? Uh, yeah, I was horrified to think they're going to end up in that room where those twin girls got murdered. Like, like in the movie, the twin yeah. girls got axe murdered. I'd be wondering if it was something else that you were worried that they were going to discover. Mm. Or if they'd get hurt while they're like, while they're there with you, you know? So like if an argument broke out in front of them or something happened like that, you're worried about the the guests. I just had an aha moment. Mm -hmm. So, and I've tried to work this dream through before with dream therapists to like get help because, I really wanted to know, okay, clearly it was about, because Jack Nicholson in The Shining did go crazy, and unfortunately so did my ex-husband, but he had a secret that he was keeping from everyone. I just now remembered that. I did not know about his secret until the last year of our marriage. Mm -hmm. It was deeply, deeply, deeply upsetting to him. Mm And um, it was a deep, dark secret, and I begged him to get therapy so that we could continue our marriage, and he couldn't face it. Hmm. He had a lot of bad, really bad nightmares, Um, and I do believe that sometimes when we have partners, we have to be careful who we partner with because we can take on their fears and Mm -hmm. feelings. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think that I had a great, yeah, I think, I think I had a big increase in um, nightmares and I started getting panic attacks when I was with him for the first time in my life. Hmm. Um, And they were pretty severe. And I think I was sort of channeling his illness through my body and my mind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, you, you do end up sort of becoming who you spend most of your time with don't you like beliefs energy everything can rub off yeah yeah you do and one time he well and he had a sleep disorder um periodic limb movement disorder I think it's called where you your body does not completely paralyze itself when you're dreaming so when I would start to fall asleep and when we'd start both of us would sleep he would dream. He was a prolific dreamer too. He would kick me or hit me or like he would be acting out his dream. Mm. Um, and one night he got really, he had a really, really bad nightmare and (laughs) he used to do acid when he was young. That's something that scares me, but he used to do it a lot, I guess. And when he was a teenager and he had, this dream that almost, he said it felt like a flashback or something from acid or whatever, but it was just really short. Basically he was, um, in his dream, he was out of his body. He did astral projection a lot. He would leave his body at night a lot, but in his dream, he, he was astrally projected standing by the bed, our bed. And he thought his, he had bugs, coming out from under his skin and crawling all over his arms and everything. 
and he was yelling at me in his mind. He was yelling my name over and over again. And I woke up, even though he was only calling me in his dream, I woke up and I shook him because I could tell he was having a nightmare. Yeah. And then he was okay. And he goes, I was calling for you. I was calling for you. So yeah. they're pretty mysterious. Yeah. You know, dreams are pretty mysterious. Definitely. And you're psychic as well. So, I mean, you can pick up on that sort of telepathic call for help. I suppose so. But I think, I think especially women in particular, that we are very intuitive mm-hmm. about our partners. And I heard you talk about a dream, a nightmare that you had um, on the dreams that shape us that was pretty spooky, right? Yeah. (laughs) When you were getting ready to get married. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'll share it. (laughs) I haven't shared this. I haven't shared this on my podcast yet. It's a really big, this was like one of my biggest dreams. I'd probably say it was like to date my biggest dream that I've ever had. And I, I held back on sharing it publicly just purely because it's about like it was to do with my ex fiance um, before Sam. I was mm-hmm. engaged to somebody. It was probably about between 10 and 12 years ago. So I was pretty young. I think I was like 23 or 24 and he was maybe 30. Um, And yeah, so we were engaged. We'd been engaged for nearly two years and our wedding was coming up. Um, It was in about like four to six weeks away. So I had everything. We had everything booked and paid for, dresses, food, music, everything. And we were just waiting for the day to arrive. And like... For background, I thought that our relationship was great. It was perfect. I didn't see any red flags at all. Lovely guy. I still think he's a lovely guy. Like there's no hard feelings there at all. Um, But yes, obviously we didn't go through with the wedding. And a lot (laughs) of it was to do with this dream or this dream is what really helped me. And it felt like it came out of the blue because as I said, like I trusted him, it was all good. I had no problems. I was like ready to get married. And then I had this dream. So the dream was that we were at the location that we'd booked and it was where we had booked, which was this beautiful place, like up in the the mountain, like hinterland. And it was overlooking the ocean. It was like this stunning mansion. Um, and I was walking down the aisle. So the aisle was stairs going down, which I know I was freaked out about doing the stairs, (laughs) like walk down the aisle and everyone's staring at you (laughs) and you trip down a stair. Like, yes, I was worried about that, (laughs) but that's not, (laughs) that had nothing to do with the dream. But so basically I'm, imagine you're in my dream. I'm standing at the top of the stairs in a wedding dress and I'm looking down the stairs, down the aisle to my groom the things that I noticed was I was it was a really bad storm and it was nighttime, which I was like, that's weird because I was expecting to be married on like a sunny day. And it was just like sideways, torrential rain, lightning, thunder, like really like 
ominous feeling storm I was like oh this isn't good and like the wind's blowing and it was really bad and I looked down to like pick up the bottom of my dress so I can start walking down the stairs and I looked down and my dress is just like blood red like the whole thing was just this exact same color as blood and obviously Mm. I'm thinking that's not right and so I look to my mm. groom like for reassurance so I looked down the aisle thinking it's like, like if he's there I know it's okay it's all good and I could see him and I knew it was him he had like a shaved head like like Vin Diesel style like skinhead and so I looked down and I see this groom standing there and I knew it was him because he had no hair and I see the back of his head and I'm like oh there he is like okay it's all good so I start to walk down the stairs and walk down the aisle to go towards him And as he turned around to look at me, you know, that first glance of the bride that they do and they turn and he turned to look at me and he just had no face at all. Like it was just skin, like blank. Mm. And that Mm. is what gave me like the pure terror. Like I was just, it stopped me in my tracks and that was the end of the dream because I, I think I just woke up out of fright, um, And it doesn't seem that scary. Like if you saw that on TV, you wouldn't be like, oh, whoa, I'm freaked out. But for me, it was that internal feeling of like, who is Mm -hmm. this guy? Like, I don't know him. That's Mm -hmm. not my groom. Like, I know as a little girl, you imagine walking down the aisle and seeing your groom and just being so infatuated and in love and like knowing everything about him and feeling safe and comfortable and all of that. And I didn't have any of those feelings. I was just like, oh, no. (laughs) And it really confused me because I woke up and I was like, this doesn't feel good. This feels like I shouldn't be getting married. Like all the internal feelings, my intuition was like, no. And then my logical mind was like, why? He hasn't done anything wrong. Like that's just a silly dream. And at the time, I didn't know anything about dream work. So I was telling myself all the wrong things like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. Like maybe you're just nervous. Like, and I didn't. I I didn't know how to interpret dreams. I didn't know the power that lies behind them or anything. So I was just like, oh, and I was just uncomfortable for a few days. But what happened then was I got a letter in the mail from the bank. And usually like, you know, I do online banking. I, I hadn't applied for anything. I had no reason to get a letter from the bank. So I thought it was just like a printed out statement or junk mail or something. So I just chucked it in the bin I was like oh whatever junk mail chuck it I didn't open it and then as I chucked it and the lid on the bin shut like I blinked and I saw a flash of that dream like it felt like I could hear the thunder and lightning and like I saw him turn to face me and it just was like this full-on like vision that just came to me and I was like whoa (laughs) and it stopped me in my tracks and at this this point in my life I was like I didn't consider myself to be psychic I wasn't intuitive I hadn't developed any of that stuff properly yet but I was just like what was that and it just stopped me and I pulled the letter out the bin and opened it because I just that's just what I felt that gives me (laughs) and so I opened the letter and it says like dear Melissa and blah 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 (laughs) Mr X um yeah (laughs) sorry to let you know your home loan has been declined and I'm like what home loan (laughs) we're not buying a house what is this all about so I called the bank 
saying you must have made a mistake. No, we didn't make a mistake. We've got all the paperwork here. We've got your license. We've got your signatures. We've got everything. You and your fiance buy, were buying a home. But there was just um, like a, a credit rating issue where I hadn't returned a, a rental DVD back in the day. So I had like a $20 <laughs> Thank bill. Thank God. <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> it saved you. <laughs> it saved me. My unorganization saved me. <laughs> so it was just hilarious. But I was just like how and so you know I'd gone and had meetings and asked them like and said no I never agreed to this I didn't sign anything they showed me photocopies Mm -hmm. of the ID it was my ID but it had been turned into a fake ID because it had a different address on it Mm -hmm. he put his investment property address on it so that all the mail was meant to be going there but because Mm. I was a customer of the bank they had my actual address saved as my legal address or something and it just got sent to the wrong place as well so he got caught out um and yeah I confronted him and he just was very very shy and quiet and like didn't talk and um I bet yeah and he'd gone through with a broker and everything like he'd had help to do all of this and um yeah admitted he was in all this debt that i had no idea about like debt from the past from before he'd met me um you know caught up Mm. with drugs and things which i'd never expected he did not seem like the kind of guy like he was very relaxed surfy like just fine but yeah Mm. it was so strange but yeah, and he didn't know what he didn't know the real him i didn't know the real him and that's what my dream was telling me Mm -hmm. yeah and I'm kind of wondering now, as you're talking about this dream, if you would have also been in the red. Oh, yeah. Well, because, you know that expression? Yeah, if we got married. Oh, yeah, the red and the red dress, I see. Yeah, because, yeah, if we got married yeah. and if this loan had gone through, then I'd be in debt, like oh, legally on my name. Like right. when you marry someone, you take on. So I would have been taking on his debt exactly. and have all this interest with home loans and uh um so yeah, yeah and that's so, so much grateful for that dream oh my god because i'd still be like you know 10 years yeah. later now i'd still probably be in trouble paying it off and you know stuck with him and all that anyway i don't I know could what have, would have happened, i mean that, that could <laughs> well i mean it could have ruined your financial life completely yeah you know yeah. Definitely. And in the end, you know, I ended up leaving him and going and buying a house on my own at 24 years old, single woman with her cats and her dog. And I was just like, see ya. (laughs) I paid off my, I returned the DVD (laughs) and then, (laughs) and then got a place on my own. And that was so good. And yeah, I absolutely loved that. It was better than being married to him. So I just, yeah, that dream was huge. And I really, I loved sharing that. So if you do want to hear about like more of that dream story and everything about it, um, check out the Dreams That Shape Us podcast and also to listen to Kristen's episode. Oh my God. Listening to Kristen, your episode on the Dreams That Shape Us podcast was like (laughs) a movie, like an audio movie for me. It was amazing. I was like, I needed popcorn. I was like crying, laughing, like the whole thing. (laughs) It was oh my really, goodness. really good. And it's called, thank you. It's called Murder, She Dreamt. And what is your episode called? Oh, I love the names. 
Mine was um, <laughs> <laughs> mine is so good. Till debt do us part. <laughs> I love that so much. So good. Hey. It's so creative, <laughs> and they do an excellent job. Um, so, yeah. Do we have time for me to to tell a short, very vivid dream that um, I had that told me that I needed to leave my very more last relationship please please do yes okay all right um so i was with this man um for three ish years that i was madly in love with uh, very very good looking he looked like a movie star very charming and charismatic um but i did not know in the beginning that he was a narcissist and um possibly dangerous mm. um <laughs> i guess that part of my psychicness is is blind when i pick out men i haven't chosen very good men in my look life. honestly i think <laughs> we all go a little bit blind around guys like that um and I, what i find with narcissists <laughs> yeah. is they're so charming at the beginning you don't know that yeah. they're narcissists it's like the first six months they can just pretend yeah. And then by then, it's too late. You're already mm-hmm. sucked into who you think that they are. I've been yeah. with a couple before as well. Yeah. And it's like, it's really hard to know. It is. It is. And I saw I saw some red flags, just not even in the dream world, but just some red flags. Like, hey, you don't get to talk to me like that, you know, when he started being mean a little bit. And he's like, oh, this is just the way I talk. And I'm like, well, not to me, but... but you know, like it was always kind of back and forth with that kind of thing. And I really did feel like I was madly in love with him. And, you know, it's it's more or less them hooking us in with the highs and the lows and putting us up on the pedestal and, and at some of the times and then knocking us off of that pedestal the rest of the time. So, but at one point, I mean, I, I did have a lot of dreams about him, but the one that really stood out, um, it was just so, it was like in Technicolor movie, it just was so vivid and it's a sunny day again, which is so funny. It was like that other guy. It was a beautiful sunny day outdoors. And here's this guy that I'm with. He's out. Um, and, and we live in this place in the dream that a beautiful piece of land that's overlooking way above like the ocean or some kind of large body of water. Um, And it's just bright, sunny day. I think it's probably summer and there's his kids are with him outside. A couple of his kids and maybe even one of my children Um, and, you know, grown They're They're older. And they're out there pruning roses. And it's a beautiful kind of arbor of pink roses just in full bloom. And it was just like something out of a storybook. The The image was just stunningly beautiful. And I'm not with them. I am standing in the doorway of the home where we live, um, which is the dream home. <laughs> it's not no home I recognize. And... I'm standing there and I have an iPad in my hand, which I didn't have an iPod, iPad at that time. 
and I'm trying to look up my Facebook account and I want to see what's happening on Facebook. And I am utterly horrified to realize that I no longer exist. My Facebook account has been erased because I am dead. Wow. Yeah, and that was the dream, and it just blew me away. It really blew me away, and I just, I woke up thinking, oh, my God, um, he's killed a part of me that should not be dead. You know, he's not good for me. Um, and meanwhile, he's out there picking roses and pruning roses and having the, enjoying the beautiful view and soaking in, basking in the, the sun. Mm. And it really scared me. And I think, well, I left him a couple times. <laughs> I'm sure that was one of the times I left. I finally moved five states away just to get away and not, not continue to go back to him. <laughs> mm. Did you feel like yeah. in your home when you were living with him that like only he mattered and that you didn't matter or that you weren't important? Like you may absolutely, dead? yeah, wow. yeah, absolutely. And um, I was living in his home in in reality, and we tried to for a while we we set rules for his very troubled children um, together. We worked as a team and we were doing counseling and stuff, but. After a while, it, you know, he didn't want to do that anymore, and he made all the rules, and um, it was just ridiculous that I stayed for as long as I did. Um, there's just so many things I could say about that, but my dreams never lie. That's the thing I love about dreams is they always tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's like the clock if you look at the clock unless unless the battery's old <laughs> you know the time you see on the clock is is the time that it is and yeah. and for me that's what dreams are like they are like a guidebook that i mean basically they give you most dreams give you a um a little movie about your previous 24 hours that you've just spent in your mm-hmm. life um, but sometimes the bigger dreams are, are the overall theme, like in the relationship. Um, and I didn't know this at the time, but a couple of my friends said, we really thought he was going to end up killing you. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't ever think that, um, but he did have a rage issue. I think I was given a warning from I don't know, maybe my late grandmother or somebody was showing me, you better be careful or you're going to be dead. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't mean to sound morbid, but it was, you don't know when drugs and alcohol get involved and mixed up with it, with somebody who's a little bit unstable and has, you know, a rough history. You don't know what can happen. Mm. So I think it's critical for anyone and and men can also be abused by women this is not just Mm. you know a podcast for women and this can be reverse um reverse abuse um so i think you know if you're having dreams that seem pretty scary it is really time to pay attention yeah definitely definitely Mm -hmm. so i'm glad i finally left and stayed away 
Oh, me too. Because, yeah, you never know. And that's the thing with dreams is it's like they give you warnings of what could happen in positive ways and in negative ways. So, like, do you mm-hmm. like the way that the dream is? <laughs> and then what, you know, what could you do to change it if you don't? So it's really important that yeah. we listen to them. And it's been really cool for it's me so to important. see how my dreams have changed since listening to them and actually leaving that relationship and finding the right person for me because I definitely never dream about Sam in the same ways the dreams that I have about him are lovely and it's usually quite funny like I'll be off on some adventure and then I'm like wait where's Sam and I have to find him and bring him with me or like we're in dreams and we're working together in a shop and we keep sneaking off to go and be in the back room together like you know or it's like sex dreams and really fun <laughs> stuff so if you're dreaming of oh, your partner nice. and it's not fun and lovely and sex and things like that then like pay attention to what it could be highlighting and it might not be leave them leave them but it might be like hey there's this little issue flaring up in the relationship that maybe you can't consciously mm. see yet so paying mm-hmm. attention to it and and speaking up or highlighting it in your waking life and and sorting it out before it becomes a problem is is really helpful and, and important too and our dreams do do that for us so they they do i mean it's like it's like a free counselor that's built in you know yes i always wanted to have a best friend who would just be honest with me and like in the past i've had boyfriends and then I don't know that my friends don't like them until we break up. And then they go, oh, good, I'm glad he's gone. We never liked him. And I'm like, <laughs> well, if you never liked him, why didn't you tell me the first minute? Uh-huh. Like, you know, and so I used to always right. wish I had a friend that would just be truthful. And now I do. And it's my dreams because your dreams will be truthful. And plus, they have way better advice than your friends do. Like, it's like having a real therapist. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Nobody told me either when I was with him. Nobody ever said, we think he might kill you or we really hate him. Actually, no, I take that back. My favorite cousin, we're really close. She said, I despise him. <laughs> <laughs> she did say that one time. Yeah. And I was like, why is she saying that? <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it true? Like people are happy. scared. No one wants like, and you might even have a friend at the moment who you don't like who they're with, or you see some red flags or whatever, but it is a sensitive topic to bring that up with them. You don't know how they're going to react. Are they going to get rid mm-hmm. of you instead of him? Like <clears throat> mm-hmm. right. it's hard to know. And I suppose for anyone listening, like if you're in a relationship now, male or female, it doesn't matter. Um, any type of relationship as well. If you're in a relationship now and you're having scary dreams about your partner or things that are just Mm -hmm. uncomfortable or like their boots are stomping on your flowers or whatever it could be, definitely look into your dreams. Definitely. And if Mm -hmm. you don't have friends that tell you whether they love your partner or whether they hate him or they just have like stopped inviting you guys to things, (laughs) I definitely look into your Mm -hmm. dreams. Definitely. And even if like in waking life, oh, but, you know, we're about to get married. I couldn't cancel it on my family or, you know, we're about to get married and I'm going to lose all the money from the wedding or uh, whatever it Mm -hmm. is. You know, we've got kids or I like my house or whatever it is. It's like you Mm -hmm. can always rebuild from that. I think that it's really easy for us to 
see all of these real life materialistic things and think it's too hard to change or it's going to be too uncomfortable but I tell you if you don't you're just going to constantly have nightmares for the rest of your life and what's more uncomfortable or you could end up being murdered absolutely like we were saying like honestly yeah it's, it's I mean it's common uh, there's there's a reason why 48 hours in 2020 and all those dateline exist you know yeah um yeah but they know the dreams know and they speak to us and it's just I can't emphasize enough how important it is and I'm happy that you know we don't have to in this day and age you don't have to stay with another partner just to exist like yeah um again this isn't just about women or men but yeah, women didn't used to have a lot of options for leaving an abusive marriage, you know? Exactly, yeah, and divorce used to be shameful, um, whereas now people have yes. divorce parties, you know? They'll be like, woo you go, girlfriend. <laughs> so, <laughs> no shame. I did. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but I guess, you know, and then the other question would be like, what kind of dreams do we have when we have met the right one? Did you have some mm. good dreams when you met your current spouse? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I, I um, over the last year, so I've been with Sam for nearly seven years now. And over the last year, I dream journaled every day, every morning, and I put it into ChatGPT and it told me that 50% <laughs> of my dreams are about my husband. 50% and wow. of all of them in the whole year I think I had two negative ones and they were when we'd had an argument or a disagreement about something and thanks to the dreams I was then able to come and approach him about it the next day and like mm-hmm. have more clarity in my mind as to where I stood my feelings were a lot better the next day after dreaming about the situation and then being able to approach him and speak to him about it like feeling really confident, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. Like, um, but anytime he's in my dream, he's my partner in crime. Like we're off on adventures mm-hmm. together. We're doing really fun things. Um, nice. So yeah, it's completely changed, completely changed. And yeah, I just love him in my dreams. Or I'll be off doing some cool adventure and I'm like, wait, Sam needs to come. And then I like will make him show up. <laughs> <laughs> or I had, um, I had one dream and I was – it was a precognitive dream. I was house hunting. I was like, show me my perfect house. And it was actually of the house that I'm living in at the moment. I didn't know at the time, but I showed up to the door of this open home and I was like looking through it. And next to me was my ex-fiance, the one that we were talking about earlier, the, the shaved head guy. And he was standing next to me mm-hmm. and I looked over and I was like, I don't want him to be here. So I did this like lucid mm-hmm. dreaming trick that I didn't know I don't know, I just made it up at the spot because I realized and I was like, oh, this is a dream. Like, I'm not with that guy anymore. I want Sam here. Mm-hmm. And I shook my head like, like that in the dream. <laughs> like shook it like from side to side, like, and then when I look back, he like turned into Sam. And then I was like, oh, I good. Okay, we can carry on now. <laughs> so oh, that's like, fantastic. Yeah, so I choose him in the waking world and I choose him in my dream world. And when you, that's how I know I'm with the right person, you know, like unconsciously, Mm -hmm. subconsciously, I'm still choosing him um, every day. 
every night. So yeah, I think that's how you, that's how you amazing. know you're with the right person. Hey, yeah, it was cool. Is he a dreamer too? Does he share dreams with you? It was no. I mean, he is a little bit more now, but uh, for anyone who follows our story, you may know uh, my husband Sam was in the army for 15 years, and he actually developed PTSD and bipolar because of it. Although he is medicated oh, and he no. doesn't self-medicate with alcohol, so he's fine. It's good. Like oh, good. He just has little ups and downs in his motivation and his mood, um, but that's easily handled. And now that we know why and everything like that, it's fine mm-hmm. now. There were a few rough oh, years good. there before when he wasn't medicated that we didn't know what was going on. And it was a little rough, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's good now. I mean, it's still uncomfortable for him, but... I'm not scared. He's not Mm -hmm. losing his mind or anything. It's fine. He's healing in a lot of ways and he's really good because he'll do, he's a breathwork um, practitioner and all of that. So he's into looking after himself. Yeah. But because of being in the army and because of this PTSD, he blocked his dreams out. And he had a dream drought for over 10 years. So when I started getting into dream work, he's not dreaming. So he's all like, good for you, honey. (laughs) Um, and I'm like <laughs> rambling about dreams every day. And he's like, all right, awesome. <laughs> Good for you. Um, but they wow. did they did start to come back to him, his dreams. And that was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things mm-hmm. that he is, he's uh, medicated with cannabis, medicinal marijuana. And the mm-hmm. CBD and the THC in that will block out dreams as well. So... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. So, again, for people listening, if you're a big pot smoker and you want to dream more, reduce the amount of weed you're smoking. Like, either cut it out and just have it, like, randomly here and there. But don't – if you're doing it every day, it builds up in your system and it it blocks out your dreams um, because you're not getting into the right REM stages or something. I can't remember exactly. But it does. It blocks them out. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, your dreams um, have saved you multiple times, like not just in relationships. True. There's been a few that you've had that have really warned you and saved your life. So That is true. Yeah. I think, yeah, and my world, my work here in the world is, is not over, so I will be around. And Yeah, it's. I think it's really fun to know, to go to bed and fall asleep and think, oh, I wonder what my dreams are going to be in the morning. And one thing that I like to tell people that are like saying, well, how can I remember my dreams? Um, I just, um, I have my iPhone by my bed and I just speak the minute I wake up, even if it's at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., you know, I could be heading to the bathroom or just laying in bed. I start saying whatever dream I just came out of into my recorder. Because mm. when you fumble for a piece of paper or a pen, you lose that immediate dream memory because you're the minute you start moving your body too much. Definitely. Generally, most people start losing the dream. Definitely, and that and then in the sometimes, middle of the night thing is so it's the best time because, I mean, I do it. I wake up at like two or three in the morning to go to the bathroom, or one of my kids makes a noise or something, mm-hmm. and that's when I'll document my dream, and then I fall back asleep and wake up in the morning and I've forgotten it but I'll go back and check my notes and I'm like, oh, there's all this yes. dream here that I've totally forgotten. Isn't, isn't that exciting? I love it. Yeah, it's so fun to, and then I'm like, 
oh my gosh, I recorded two dreams in the middle of the night and I get to see what they are now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, It's the... like a present. <laughs> yeah, it is. The For the, the people who record the audio, like you're saying, you do the voice notes. I've just discovered this thing called Audio Pen and it can transcribe your voice notes and put it into written writing for you. Because I think that's something that people who do voice recording don't like doing is then having to go back and listen to it and document it. So audio that's pen. That's right. So interesting. That's cool. So then mm. it goes to your email and then you get to print it out or something? Yeah. Oh, that might be worth... I think I have about 400 dreams still in yeah. my iPhone <laughs> that yeah. I haven't written down. It's good to do, like I said earlier, I put my dreams into AI. Now, AI isn't great. Like, it is good for analyzing them, but it does take a very scientific approach and you have to prompt it a lot to kind mm. of go, okay, now look for metaphors. Okay, what about on a spiritual level? Like, there's a lot. It's sometimes mm. better just to do it yourself if you've got training in it. But I like to look do it for the statistics. So it's interesting to be able to put, like, a year's worth of written dreams into and then ask it things like, What's the most common themes that are coming up? What, like, mm -hmm. what's the most emotions that are coming out? And all those sorts of things. How many dreams did I have over that time? Um, and yeah. just looking for patterns and statistics. That's what I think that it's great for. So, yeah, if you do convert it, um, try doing that. Give it a go. It's really huh. interesting to see. I'll have to think about that for sure. Um, one thing that I like about um, hearing my voice Mm -hmm. um, say my dream instead of just reading it. I catch a lot of emotion mm -hmm. in my voice. Um, I, I don't know if you've noticed the same thing, but it is not, it is much, I, I get much more out of it just listening to how I spoke the dream. Mm, that's a really good point. You know, I have this weird thing about <clears throat> voice recording the dream and I don't know why but I feel like when I go <laughs> to I've I only tried it for a week but when I go to record it I feel shy like I don't want to speak it and I hold back and then I don't know it just feels so huh. unnatural and obviously there's some kind of an internal blockage there but it's like I don't want to speak it out yeah. loud I, I don't know I don't know I'll, I'll work huh. on it well, but I just I think text them yeah, if you if you start doing it, you know, you might get over that feeling. It's just a lot of people don't like hearing their voice on on a recorder. Mm. You know, I don't, they but don't then like here the, I am the on the a sound. podcast. <laughs> 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 well, that's that's funny. That's funny. Mm. Um, I think yeah, I think you get used to it, and then after you write your dream down, or as you said, do that other thing, um, you can just delete it. You, nobody has to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm not sure. So it's been awesome chatting with you, Kristen. Are there you any, as well. Are there any um, things or dreams that we've missed that you didn't get to share yet or that you wanted to speak about? Oh, gosh, I have so many. Um, <laughs> oh, I would like to add something now that I think about mm -hmm. it. Um, a lot of us, I mean, I don't know how many cat lovers there are out there listening to this, but I have found that cat dreams, I've had so many cat dreams in my life, and I am a huge cat lover. They often represent our intersex kittens. Mm -hmm. So if you're dreaming about cats, 
in your inner relationship or or maybe you're wanting a relationship, pay attention to any cat dreams that you might have. Um, you know, for a long time, I would dream when I, I think it was when I was married for those 12 years, I kept having dreams about cats that were lost inside walls and starving and I was trying to rescue them and it was basically commenting on he and I being very not compatible in that department. Mm. And I was sort of like starving. (laughs) (laughs) So um, cat dreams are very common in relationships to have, have those kind of dreams, at least from what I've heard or read. Yeah. That's really interesting. It makes sense because it's like when I go through dream interpretation, I'll be like, what do you think of a cat? How does a cat make you feel? But then the other thing is it's like, well, what's another name for a cat? Pussy. <laughs> so that's you, true. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pussy yeah. cat, and yeah. um, they like to be petted and and snuggle up and cuddle like like we might like to do. And it's yeah, it's the perfect metaphor. So if you are wondering about your relationship and you're having cat dreams, pay pay attention to those mm, yeah definitely <laughs> if you're female yeah, yeah. I, I can't speak from the male perspective or maybe, maybe a, ma- a male could dream about a lost cat and it's that like he can't find the pussy that's true <laughs> where are you well that's true yeah 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 maybe maybe the cat is put, pulling away from him if, if the woman that he's involved with you know mm. yeah that's true I didn't think about it like that well it's been a delight um talking with you it has i've loved it um it shows that it's clear that our dreams aren't just echoes of the day but they're guiding lights for our journey ahead i love how it's they've been warning you throughout your whole life and and for me too now and to all of the listeners like i hope that you can find some clarity and direction from the soft whispers of your dreams and if you need any guidance or you want help from either myself or from Kristen because as I said earlier even though she's not a dream work professional she is a psychic she does readings and she's absolutely incredible so I will put a way to contact her in the show notes below as well so that if you do want to do some hypnosis or have a reading or some animal communication you can do that with her as well. Um, thank you and if anybody is just listening and they want to write it down it's k-r-i-s-t-e-n-k-a-d-i that's kristen katie beautiful thank you so much so until our paths cross again on the dream hub podcast remember to trust the visions of your night they might just be the compass you need for your day Keep dreaming, keep listening, and may your intuition guide you towards the love and the life you deserve. Goodbye for now and sweet dreams to you all.